You're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. Find it on Spotify, Audio Boom, Apple, Acast, basically everywhere. Follow Thoroughly Good on Twitter at Thoroughly Good, on Facebook at Thoroughly Good Me, and on Instagram at Thoroughly underscore Good. Hi, John. Hello. Hi. Uh, well, my name is Gori. I'm one of the lead activities Gori. here. Gori. Gori. Well, actually, my name is Maria, Maria Gorit. Okay, Maria, Maria is easier. I will get that right. Yeah, but yeah, you can okay. call me Queen if you forget. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Someone with sense. Yeah, are you are you running the show? No, no, no. Uh, she's running the show. <laughs> Hello. This podcast runs to 20 minutes, and it features voices captured at a live Music Now event in June 2021. It was part of Live Music Now's Return to Live Week, where professional musicians work with those experiencing challenging and difficult circumstances. People, as you'll hear in this podcast, living and working in care homes, for example, and some of those living with dementia. Live Music Now is one of the UK's biggest musical charities working specifically within the health and well-being arena, delivering inspirational musical moments. I didn't write that, but I am happy to say all of it because I witnessed one such moment in and around Seven Sisters in North London in late June. It was an experience that came at the end of a bizarre 12 months for me, working in an environment, a radio station, where music was vital, but the people who made it weren't necessarily appreciated in the way that I think they should be. Self-doubt reigned supreme for me throughout this period. When I turned my back on it all, I did so thinking that I had somehow failed to bring about change. Little wonder then that an invitation to return to basic principles, chance to experience that which we all love and to get an opportunity to remind myself why it is so important, was so very much appreciated. So then, with that context, sit back trust in the process that follows this is why live music matters this is why we must protect it and champion those who make it happen in this podcast you'll hear from carers at priscilla wakefield house in north london and folk singer zoe Uh, and do you think that at the end i might come and talk to you as well yeah sure yes The great thing about a mask, (laughs) the marvellous thing about masks is that I have no idea what you truly think. (laughs) I think maybe my eyes give it away. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) Thank you very much. Just in case, yeah. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hello. 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 My name is Zoe Wren and I'm a musician with Live Music Now. What have you been doing today? Tell me what you've been doing today. So today I've been at um, Priscilla Wakefield House Nursing Home and I'm here as part part of Live Live Music Now's Return to Live and it's their kind of their big return to in-person live music performances which obviously have been a long time coming. Um, So I've been doing um, an interactive concert for the residents here um, and there are over 60 concerts going on this whole week as part of Live Music Now's Return to Live um, with I think about 250 different musicians so it's really, really a wonderful week for Live Music Now. Trees are sweetly blooming 
why is your work why is live music now's work important i think people living in in care homes um often don't get the chance to experience you know live music in this way it, it can you know they can be a little bit almost isolated from that and music has been shown i mean obviously by research it's been shown to help with with dementia or just with people feeling isolated in so many different ways it's a vital part of being part of a community and it's it's not just how i interact with the residents but it's also how they interact with each other you know you sometimes see people like holding hands or just singing to each other and it's just it's little things like that that you get with live music that it's really hard to get with other things and Nice to meet you. Nice to meet I'm you. John. Hi, John. Who are you? My name's Teresa. Teresa. Yes. Nice to meet you. And you are Emily. Emily. Emily and Teresa. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me what you enjoyed about that that music. I enjoyed listening to the music, and it was very uh, nice that she told us beforehand what she wanted us to do. Uh, and I saw you clapping as well. Yeah, I saw a lot I, of clapping going. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was lovely to have a proper sing along. Yeah, you, and you were singing along. Really cathartic. Really cathartic. Somewhere else, you know. Beautiful. Uh, and I think at one point you wanted to you wanted to sing a drinking song. Didn't yeah, you? I was like the B would have been brilliant as a drinking game. <laughs> it would have been like Roxanne, but quicker. <laughs> that was amazing. Having the actions as well as the songs, that was brilliant. What sort of difference does what does the what what Zoe does? What difference does that make to the? To, to where you live uh, so here it's about getting everyone's spirits up and everyone loves the sing-along yeah doesn't they yeah we are addicted yeah. end of the day yeah. it, it makes it more people more happier when people from the outside of the community it brings us together yeah it brings us together I have to tell you I have to, it's a lovely thing to see and it's a lovely thing to see when people stand up and dance I really, really wasn't expecting that. I know, I almost <laughs> shed a tear. That was amazing. The dancing, that was so beautiful. That was the luscious thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, my name is Larry Walters. I'm one of the lead wellbeing coordinators here at Priscilla Wakefield House. Would you be surprised if I told you this is my first visit to a care home? And that I found it quite daunting, the prospect. Ah, oh, no, that, yeah, I can completely understand that. I think, uh, sadly, you know, a lot of there's a lot of bad press around uh, care homes and so on, and people tend to have a um, set, you know, perception of what a care home might look like. And I hope your visit here today has challenged those perceptions. <laughs> going to push back and say it wasn't really bad press it was more that I didn't know whether I would be able to cope emotionally um, all right, right as in because I didn't know how I would find the residents yeah and their levels of engagement and, and, and what have you and actually what I see is a huge amount of enthusiasm and a huge amount of engagement 
what difference does the work of live music now or Zoe or, or other musicians like that make in a care home? Well, I think, um, you know, uh, Emily's uh, said very, uh, very well, you know, about bringing people together, you know, that uh, feeling of, of uh, togetherness. It's music is very powerful, actually, in connecting with people. And we do use music a lot within the home. And actually having somebody delivering live music obviously heightens that again, this, you know, a feeling of connection. But just give me a sense of what the past year has been like for you and for the residents. Well, it's, um, you know, it has, you know, it's been a tough time, but, uh, you know, we're very fortunate, you know, we've got a great team and we've, I think, you know, we've pulled together and, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. We've got a great, you know, community mm. here at uh, at our homes. So. I, I only ask not because I want to trip you up, just so that no, I just no. to reassure you, but because I often see people who are less fortunate than I am. Uh, say, for example, I saw people with learning disabilities and their carers at a train station doing something as simple as going in a lift, which is now restricted to two people at a time, for example. I... And I see that kind of thing and think, my God, I thought I had a tough year, wondering whether I would have any work. And then I see that, and that makes me go. What on earth was that experience like? That's really my motivation for asking. I'm wondering, has it been, has it been demanding for you? Yeah, I think one of the things that we, uh, you know, before COVID, we had uh, open door policies. So I think particularly what was obviously tough for our residents and us as a team is. Uh, you know, people whose family members used to visit every day. They'd be here every day spending time with their loved one. And, of course, then we've had to close our doors and uh, for a long period of time. And then we've opened and had to close again. So we've had to so, um, adapt to the changing uh, circumstances locally and, of course, the government guidelines. But I think that is obviously one of the things that's been most difficult is... Uh, you know, the families have not been able to visit as, as they'd like, yeah. So, so that helps and, me understand why when, when somebody like Zoe comes in, that actually there is a real uplift. This is not, this is not just a nice to have, it's having a, a significant positive impact on the residents. Oh, yes, for, yes, definitely, yeah. And we would all, I mean, like I said, normally we would... You know, uh, we have a you know a thriving program of activities, and we would have entertainers coming in from outside, you know, on a more regular basis. But obviously, during the we weren't able to do that. It's I guess if you've never been to a setting like this before, you kind of don't know what to expect. I think that's definitely the case when you when you first 
come to you know either a care home or a primary school and you're like gosh what's it going to be like that is I mean having said that we did get a lot of training ourselves as musicians to know what to expect but I think coming in here it's always the experience in person is always different but I, I absolutely love it what were you trying to you know, so maybe you can help me then to, to try and identify what it was that I was daunted about what were you trained to expect um, so I think mainly what we were sort of what we were we had a lot of sessions before we first went in to do performances it was a lot about performance skills and also kind of just confidence and communication I think those are really key because you're communicating with and performing to people that often are in you know dealing with quite challenging circumstances whether it's um, you know older people maybe living with dementia or 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 children who have um, learning difficulties and so I think communication is really important and knowing how how to communicate your music in these specific settings it's 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 quite different you have to really you have to slow down you have to know that some of the responses you get won't necessarily be the responses you we were expecting um, and that you might have to do things several times um, but the key thing i think which you know can't really be taught in a way is just to be flexible and adaptable because kind of as you were saying you don't really know what what you're going to expect you can prepare for everything but you might come in here and find that actually no one really likes the songs that you were going to sing or no one's, no one's, you know, everyone's rushing around and it's not what you were planning for. So flexibility, that is the main thing I think that we learn. I realise that you're here in order to sort of communicate via music. I realise that that is the point and that is also the reason why I'm here. But I'm reminded about being present here that I found myself looking out for the look in people's eyes um, which remind, which I found very, very, you know, I, I can still feel myself getting quite choked now. Do you find yourself communicating that way too, or is there something different for you? No, you're you're absolutely spot on. It's it's those little kind of personal details I think that that you can get, you know, catching someone's eye and seeing that they're they're smiling or singing along, or just, I mean, I just I love the thing the thing that you can't really get with the online performances which we've been doing, which have been great, but those moments of just chatting to people before and after just having you know finding out a little bit about what kind of music people listen to so today we had people who were telling me they liked um you know blues and country and western and punk and there was some westlife some very keen and avid westlife fans yeah, as well I mean, there was no doubt about that wasn't it there was a request that went up that it was unequivocal yes. so yeah i think just just that kind of personal connection that you can get when you're here in person is is wonderful because i think you know like music is it should be a shared experience that's what I really think and it, this I think now being able to be here in person it sort of just means that we can get back to these sort of you know our musical lives in a way like this, this kind of how music should be part of your everyday life and you can share it with other people and that's been missing I think from live music now musicians and not just us but all the people that we work for all the residents here all the children at schools um, and uh, we've got one last song that I thought we'd sing together it's a bit of a sing-along do you know Que Sera Sera? Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's sing that together to finish off, shall we? If my guitar is in tune, you know. It strikes me as well. The, the other reason that it was daunting was because I felt a sort of a, an empathy towards the residents before I'd even met them, because it felt like care homes were at the front line. Uh, that, that the very thing that resulted in musicians like yourself being denied live performance was because what happened happened in places like this through no fault of the care homes themselves. Um, I just find it very tough, and I wonder whether 
whether you have any tips for me on how to not find it tough. Do you understand what I mean? I do, and and I wish I I wish I had some tips for you, but it's I think. I mean, does one have to disassociate oneself? Does one have to, in, at the same time as connecting with an audience like this, do you also have to disconnect? Otherwise, you get too emotional. I think it's a tricky one because I don't, I don't want to disconnect from anything. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want to, as you say, you know, get choked up and feel emotional. I mean, I think. That's not going to help anyone, is it? No, it's not. If I break down in tears, it's not going to help anyone. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of people going, is she all right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, definitely when I've done longer residencies in care homes, there have been some, some tougher moments where you might be... I would often go and do room visits and I'd be singing to someone who's, you know, lying in bed and they can't really get out. And they might they might even cry or get really... I'm, see, I'm getting emotional yeah, now. I'm and sorry, they get, I realise I'm And I just, you just have to sort of just take a moment sense yourself breathe and think you know this is a good thing that we're doing and let's just keep doing it and it just makes me wonder how the care home staff do it honestly how they do this every day i've had and, and it, the, yeah. the energy that they have yeah, the humor that they bring they're yes. so positive yes. and bubbly and just wonderful so yeah hats off to them when i was just a little girl i asked my mother what will i be will i be pretty That was, uh, it wasn't the most emotional thing that I've experienced in recent months, but uh, it was quite tough to see um, so many vulnerable looking people um, sitting in their own space, occupying their own space, looking with wonder, curiosity, perhaps a little fear, sort of loneliness. It was all very difficult. And, and to hear Zoe's sweet voice, and it is a sweet, sweet voice, uh, occupy the courtyard and to see their faces transformed and to see people clap and sway <laughs> and engage. Uh, it is a joyous thing, really, really joyous thing. And it is evidence of how important live music is live music in the front line of a global pandemic heartwarming humbling and highly highly emotional You've been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. My name is John Jacob. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Audio Boom, Apple, Acast, and other places. Follow Thoroughly Good on Twitter at Thoroughly Good, on Facebook at Thoroughly Good Me, and on Instagram at Thoroughly underscore Good. <laughs>